Well, this is Sports Talk Chicago. John Tagalou here with you. We have John Meadows with us, directing and producing. And speaking of the Lions, they have poached one of our own. They have taken David Montgomery. They have made him their starting running back, and he will be great. Calling it right now, he's going to be great out in Detroit. I just know it. You, you know it's going to happen that way. It happens in Chicago all the time. Somebody leaves, and they do even better. <laughs> David Montgomery was good here for a long time. But I guarantee you, he's going to probably lead the league next year in touchdown, uh, running touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. I could see it, like Jamal Williams did. David Montgomery is going to assume that role, and I think he's going to have wild success out in Detroit. Now, this is interesting, and this is why I bring up David Montgomery. We have some new news on Montgomery, how he got signed by Detroit, and what happened with the Bears. So uh, Lions GM Brad Holmes came out recently, talked about why the Lions went to David Montgomery. Now the question was, why couldn't they re-sign Jamal Williams? Holmes says, we tried and said, quote, but when the market crystallized and it got to a point where David was in play, kind of within the range of resources that we had set aside, that's when we went ahead and went for it with David, which we're extremely excited about. Brian Pulse said, in regards to Montgomery, came out and said this too. Chicago came close to resigning him. Thought I would just kind of sum it up by saying players do have a choice. I thought we communicated well. I thought we negotiated well. At the same time, you don't always know what's going on in the background, but I thought we did a good job. We were transparent. We were organized, and it just it didn't happen. I felt like it was really, really close, though. Then apparently, according to Brad Biggs, the Vikings made a play for him. The Lions pried him away from Chicago and Minnesota because they offered more guaranteed money in the contract. Big said this, quote, Montgomery scored an 18 million three-year contract from the Lions, and what's notable is that 8.75 million was fully guaranteed, 2.25 million was further guaranteed, and he's on the roster on the third day of the 2024 league year. The Bears offer to Montgomery did not include any guaranteed money behind or beyond year one of the deal. Wow. So we're seeing everything play out. And here's what I find funny. Everybody has something to say about David Montgomery. That means he's a good player. <laughs> if Brian Bulls has to come out and justify why Montgomery wasn't signed, then the Lions are talking, the Vikings are talking, all this reporting's happening. Something's going on. David Montgomery is a quality piece, and I'm still disappointed that nobody could come to a deal with him because I'll tell you what, we talked about this months ago. It was actually on the Tape Never Lies podcast, their YouTube show too. And we were talking about David Montgomery, free agency. How much would you pay for him per year to keep him? I said $10 million is my max, and I'd even be a little bit uncomfortable doing that. Well, Montgomery got three years, $18 million. That's $6 million a year. That's nothing. And if you're the Bears, and, you know, I know it's business, but Montgomery's meant a little bit, you know, too much for you. He's meant a lot to you. You can't give him any guaranteed money beyond year one. You can't give him $2 million in guaranteed money for year two like the Lions did. Why not? It's like Shark Tank. You know, when they fight over half a percentage point, then the Sharks go, I don't want to deal with you. You're fighting over a half a percentage point, right? You guys have seen Shark Tank. Same thing. Why are we fighting over $2 million? Just give it to him. Keep, bring him back. 
I don't blame Montgomery. He wants to be set up for the years to come. Montgomery has three years left in him. Come on. What are we fighting over a half a percentage point? Mr. Wonderful would be pissed. Oh, David Montgomery. Oh, Ryan Poles, I guess. And oh, Minnesota, who somehow was in the running. And we didn't even know about it till now. All the NFC North teams wanted David Montgomery. Everybody knew the merits to Montgomery's case, and everybody knows to this day how good he really is, and this proves it. When you got three teams from the same freaking division on you, that's when you know you're good because the rivals are so sick of getting beaten by you. So if you can't beat them, join them. Take them in. That's what Detroit did. That's what Minnesota did, too. I'm surprised Green Bay wasn't in on it, even. If you can't beat them, join them. They were interested. They respected what Montgomery has done in a Bears uniform. We could sit here and be evaluators on the outside, say he sucked or he did this wrong or that wrong or he's getting old. But at the end of the day, the team saw something. The Bears' top rivals, whom the Bears faced twice a year, saw something. Goes to show you he's not long in the tooth or being overpaid or going to be too old or has nothing left in the tank. David Montgomery is a very solid running back. And for some reason, nothing materialized. And now we're seeing kind of why it didn't happen. All right, Poles has a reason. I'm not going to sit here and kill him for $2 million. And the Bears have running backs on staff. They're going to probably draft one, too. That's fine. I'm not overly disappointed, but I am disappointed that had the Bears just offered him $2 million more guaranteed, he probably would have stayed. That does get me. I get you want your own people, Ryan Poles. You want your own running backs, your own blind receivers. You don't want to spend too much money, but you're obviously okay with still paying out the fourth most dead cap money in all of football this upcoming season, 20-plus million dollars. Why aren't you okay with guaranteeing David Montgomery $2 million in 2024? That's a good question. I'd love to know the answer to that. Probably won't ever get one, but... We will see this year who was right and who was wrong. We don't know the answer today, but the optics don't look good for the Bears, and they're sick. And then, of course, Ryan Pohl's saying, I thought we communicated well, we negotiated well. I feel like we were really, really close. But then the whole report from Brad Biggs, oh, Montgomery... Uh, took the Lions offer, according to a source, because the Bears did not include any guaranteed money beyond year one of the deal? Come on. And Paul said he's definitely going to run with a chip on his shoulder, so we'll be ready for that. But I communicated with him, too. Happy for him. He's a guy I've respected since he was at Ohio- Iowa State. And I love the way he runs, so it's all good. Well, it's kind of all good, Ryan Poles. I mean, it's not all good because had it been $2 million more in guaranteed money, the Bears could have retained David Montgomery. They could have had Khalil Herbert still. They could have drafted somebody and had him learn from Montgomery. Then in two years, been really good. You wouldn't have had to go out and sign a veteran running back with 700 yards to his name from Seattle. I don't know. I'm just saying. Montgomery's the real winner, though, more than anything. And I think this is an opportunity to praise what he's done in the Bears uniform and give him the credit that he deserves. Really mean it. I mean, Montgomery has done a lot for the Bears in his tenure here. He gets paid 
good market value, maybe a little bit underpaid, but it's a discount for other teams. You, you give them guaranteed money for years one and two if you're Detroit, for the most part. Why not? This is not a bad deal at all for anybody. Everybody wins with this deal. I just would have liked to see the Bears do it instead because it's not a huge financial commitment. It's not like it would have made a big dent in the Bears' plans moving forward. At least I don't see it that way. Would it have really made that big of a dent in the Bears' plans for buying polls or the Bears' payroll or the salary cap in 2023 and 2024? I don't think so. I really don't think so. We're not talking about Khalil Mack money or dent cap hits or big contracts worth three or four years like the Bears spent. We're talking about $10 million guaranteed in total over two years. $18 million if Montgomery plays to his fullest potential. That's really not a big risk. It's a low risk and potential high reward signing, and the Bears just let him walk. Detroit is going to cash in on this opportunity, mark my words. They will. They did the right thing here. They still have DeAndre Swift taking care of long runs, runs in open field, runs around the 30 to the 30, but inside the red zone, watch out for David Montgomery. It's going to be the David Montgomery show, guaranteed. Jamal Williams last year had 1,000-plus rushing yards, 1,047, I believe, and led all of football and rushing touchdowns. And Williams was not the primary back, per se. Him and Swift essentially split carries, and Swift ran a lot in the middle of the field. Now you have David Montgomery coming in to replace Jamal Williams. I think he's going to flourish in Detroit. Plus, on top of it, we heard from Dave Richard a couple of weeks ago that Dan Campbell's always loved David Montgomery and has wanted Montgomery for a long time and has known him for a while. So this is going to be interesting. And I think everybody will be proven wrong or right based on this season and the next one to come. That's why I'm not going to kill Ryan Poles yet, metaphorically, because we don't know what Montgomery's going to do in 2023. He could get hurt, not play. He could have 500 yards, have a meager showing. Oh, he's past his prime. Fine. But at this moment, Montgomery is not over or old or incapable of being a running back in the NFL. It's just not true even based on last year, while he was hurt half the time. When healthy, he could get you 900 to 1,000 yards per season and now may get you a lot of touchdowns. But I found this report just so fascinating, and I'm so happy it came out because we were all kind of confused when the news hit, weren't we? I mean, I was pretty stunned. Why are the Bears not going to pay him $18 million over three years. Why is this such a big deal? Why did he leave? And now we're finding out more and more. And at the surface, I find it sad that Ryan Poles didn't just pay him what he wanted, $2 million more potentially. That's all it could have been. This is Shark Tank. We're fighting over a half a percentage point, two percentage points, when at the end of the day, you're going to get a shark. All these entrepreneurs, I have a great business. I don't want to lose my valuation. I don't want to lose my company. Well, I'd rather pay. I'd rather give up fifteen percent of my company for two hundred grand and just do it. No, I have a shark. Then oh, twelve point five, ten percent going back and forth. You're going to get a damn shark, dude. Just make the deal. 
And it's the same here. You're going to get a good running back for potentially two or three more years. You don't have to worry about your position. All it's going to cost is $2 million more. Is it really that hard to do? I don't know. But I am not a fan of this situation. With this report coming out, it sheds more light on why the Bears did not re-sign David Montgomery. And I have to say at the surface, not the right move by Ryan Poles. Monty's gone. Let's please move on. I mean, I'm okay with moving on, but this report's new. And I think it's fascinating as to why it did not work out. And this is something that we're going to have to hold Ryan Poles accountable for if it goes wrong. We're going to have to remember, hey, this is what happened. Here's why Montgomery wasn't re-signed, and it was just a $2 million difference, and it could have made a huge difference. So if Montgomery plays his butt off this upcoming season, hey, Ryan Poles, you kind of made a mistake here. He's made a lot of great signings and great moves, Ryan Poles. I'm happy with what he's done, but I will say, this could be one of those few ones that got away from him a bit. I love how people are still fighting about Jared Goff and Justin Fields. I mean, wow. We're going crazy out there in the comments. (laughs) Everybody getting pissed off. I mean, Jared Goff to Justin Fields isn't even a comparison. I mean, I would say right now, Jared Goff statistically is a better quarterback. We haven't seen enough from Justin Fields to say whether or not he's the guy or he's perfect or he's going to be a great QB. This is going to be a big year. The comparison in that case is not warranted yet, but we're not operating off enough information to say, hey, here's my informed take on the subject. We don't know. And they're two different QBs regardless. Justin is never going to throw for 5,000 yards in a season. He's going to be running the ball too. So the the comparison is not perfect. Hey, you want to compare Jared Goff to Aaron Rodgers statistically the past couple of years? Great. Or Kirk Cousins? Great. But Justin Fields is a completely different quarterback than Jared Goff. And Justin has only played two years in the league. We, we can't sit here and compare a six, seven-year established veteran who's been to a Super Bowl and has put up great numbers and needs a good situation with somebody who's had no situation, two years under his belt, and oh, by the way, he runs for a 1,000 yards a season as a quarterback. You can't make that comparison yet, or potentially ever. Justin Fields is not the same or close to Jared Goff, and Jared Goff is not close to or the same to Justin Fields, and that's okay. Every quarterback's different. Every quarterback has a style I think we got to remember that, too. <laughs> we got to remember that there are differences in these two guys. And it's okay, but it's just the truth. It's not an apples-to-apples comparison. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not a perfect comparison. You need to keep that in mind. 